0: On the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racket Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zion's Bank is for you. Ford. Ford. Build Ford Proud. Also by Stokes. Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Post Game. From the all-in-one Flooring America radio booth, here's Scott Girard. 87-86. to
1: 86, Somehow, someway, Utah State wins this game. Great Osibor awesome with two free throws after the Darius Brown three. And again, let's just reset the scene here. The Aggies were down... By four with eight seconds left when Darius Brown hits the three. But on the play, Great Osabor was fouled on uh, trying to get positioning, was knocked to the court, and so they count the three as the ball was mid-air when the foul occurred. So they count the three and then give two free throws to Great Osobor, who calmly knocks down both, and Utah State wins. I don't know how folks, they do it. And the final here, 87 to 86, the old fashioned five point play. And there you go. (laughs) It's just, I know this is one of the, you just sit back and just like, again, not sure how, not sure why Utah State never led in this game until eight seconds left. Deedon Thomas brings the ball down the court. His shot is missed at the buzzer, and Utah State escapes. And when I say escapes, I cannot emphasize that word enough. Escapes with the 87 to 86 victory. Mark it down, folks. This is one you're going to be talking about for a long time because you just don't see these types of games happen very often where, again, it just doesn't feel like it's Utah State's night. Defensively, they weren't great, they had a hard time getting stops. And yet, when they needed to make the big play, Darius Brown, with two huge threes down the stretch, cannot emphasize that enough. His threes down the stretch were absolutely huge, including the big one in which Utah State wins this game. All right, it's time to kick off your post game show brought to you by Farm Bureau agent Brandon Jensen. Give them a call right now, 435-752-4800. It's your future, let's protect it. Well, the Aggie nation-long winning streak of 15 games is in fact protected. I'm telling you, look, I don't want to get into this whole, like, you know, season of destiny stuff, but this does have a little bit of the feel of that 2018-2019 season, that Craig Smith first year where things just kind of went Utah State's way more often than not. like the ball kind of rolled away the big shot fell the you know the you know there's just that kind of vibe to this season as utah state now improves to 16 and one on the season where things just kind of start going their way but make no mistake utah state went out and earned it tonight ian martinez with 24 points six of eight from the three making big free throws um great awesome with 24 points darius brown with those two late threes ends up in double digits with 10 points Falslid with six. Isaac Johnson with five. Joshua Dujay with nine big first-half points. Uh, Templin with two. Sacco with seven. And it was just one of those games. Man, fans are still irate here, just letting uh, every Utah State people have it. Uh, On the flip side, UNLV with 23 points from Rodriguez. Uh, Boone with 10. Uh, His brother, Keelan Boone, with with 18. Uh, Deedon Thomas with 10. And uh, Johnson with 10, and Whaley with 11. Whaley had 10 and 7 in the first half, but didn't see a lot of him in the second half. Utah State ended up out-rebounding UNLV 36 to 34. But Utah State gave up 14 offensive rebounds in this game. Um, Utah State assisted on 17 out of their 27 made buckets. Three block shots by the Aggies. Uh, You look at points in the paint, both teams with 34. 12 second chance points for Utah State. Overall, it was just one of those nights where the Aggies did everything they could to hang in there, and they did it. Utah State, to their credit, did hold UNLV to 36% shooting in the second half um, after giving up 53% in the first half. We'll take a break, come back. You're listening to the Aggie Post Game Show, brought to you by Valley Office Systems, proud partner of Utah State Athletics for 10 years. See valleyofficesystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Welcome on back. This place is cleared out. Thomas and Mac is empty outside of some Utah State fans that are still celebrating and trying to figure out exactly what happened here. To set the scene, Utah State down by four uh, as, uh, as you kind of looking through the play-by-play on this thing. Uh, with 14 seconds left, UNLV has a four-point lead. Darius Brown brings the ball down the court, shoots the three with eight seconds left, knocks down the three, but in that play, while the ball's in the air, Keelan Thomas fouls great Osibor, knocks him down. Again, I've not seen a good replay of it yet, but uh, from some of the Aggie fans that are here in attendance, they said that it was a pretty good blatant push. Osibor hits the deck. The whistle is called while the ball's in the air, so count the bucket, and then, because the Aggies are in the double bonus, uh, Great Ossibor steps up and hits both free throws. And let's give a ton of credit for Great Ossibor in terms of, look, the free throw line was a bit of adventure for Great at the early stages of the game. He goes 12 of 13 from the free throw line, including two of the biggest free throws of his collegiate career. You're down by one with eight seconds left. I mean, come on. That's what you do in your backyard when you're a kid. You step up the line with two free throws. And what does he do? He knocks down both, and there was no element of doubt on either one of them. Utah State then has the one-point lead. Deedon Thomas brings the ball down the court, and UNLV uh, cannot uh, get the shot to go. Takes it from about the about two feet behind the left elbow, and uh, it rims out. And Utah State wins, 87 to 86. It's that simple, folks. You don't see it happen very often. I can't imagine there's a lot of games in which you see a game end this way, but the streak is alive as Utah State has now won 15 in a row, extending the nation's longest winning streak. And let's be honest, considering that the odds might be up against Utah State in a big, big way against New Mexico, you really needed to find a way to get this win here at UNLV. And the Aggies did just that. I mean, it's just crazy um you look at the uh the win probability somebody just tweeted it me on that um it was unlv was down to about a 99.2 percent chance of winning that game and yet in the last eight seconds the aggies come back and win this game it's just a fascinating way for utah state to get it done and the aggies now find a way to improve the overall record to 16 and one on the season 4-0 Four and zero in Mountain West Conference play. At the end of the day, it's like you know uh, the old Matt Wells line, where he said, "Hey, when you uh, when you look at your and he mentioned it after the Colorado State game, uh, the uh, the crazy game in Fort Collins back in 2018. When you're playing golf and you're putting your score in the box, there's not a big line in there. There's you know there's no room in there for a story. It just you put your score in. And for Utah State, you either put a W or an L, and tonight you get to put a big fat W in the left hand of that column. And that's all that matters. Utah State gets the W, thanks in part to, again, great Ossibor who only had four points, I believe, in the first half, uh, either four or six. I believe it was only four. And he ends up with 24 on the game, including 20 in the second half, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, 14 rebounds, four assists, and two block shots. Darius Brown with those two huge threes was 0 of 2 from 3, but hit those two late threes for Utah State to get those 10 points. He dishes out four assists. That's his second lowest assist total of the season. Uh, Mason Falslev was six. Mason was only able to play 20 20 minutes in this game tonight, dealt with foul trouble in the first half. He had that driving bucket to cut it to a one-point game late that Utah State absolutely needed to have. Uh, Isaac Johnson with five. He was one of two from the three-point line. Josh Adugier with nine. He had some critical first-half moments for Utah State. Javon Jackson played five minutes in the first half. Carson Templin had a bucket in the first half. And Kalifasako, um, he played some really big, meaningful minutes in this game tonight. Seven points, five rebounds uh, in 20 minutes. And much like the San Francisco game, these were critical second-half moments for Khalifa Sacco out on the court. Aggies needed to get it done, and they certainly did that. Utah State on the night tonight shooting 48% from the field, 10 of 21 from the three-point line, Um, so that's 47%. And Utah State, and again, I don't want to jinx it. Spencer Nelson out there will probably yell at me somewhere. But if you look at what Utah State's done Uh, from the free throw line as of of late. They've been great. 23 of 25 from the line and uh, that's 92% including 17 of 18 from the free throw line in the second half. Um, Utah State tonight rebounding wise 36 rebounds. The UNLV's 34 is great. Osibor has to work his way all the way up the stairs. That's the downside of these guys having to uh, walk up all the way here to Post game and uh, Utah State finds a way to get it done again. Final in this one 87 to 86. In a game that you know, I always like talking to coaches after crazy games like this because you're like, Have you ever been a part of anything like this before? And uh, chances are, probably not. <laughs> Tonight, Utah State advances and survives 87 to 86, and the Aggies. Keep the nation's longest winning streak alive. And joining us now, Danny Sprinkle, Coach. You've been around a lot of basketball.
2: Oh my gosh, um, unbelievable! Have you seen anything like that before? Un- unbelievable. The just kind of the way it it unfolded. Yeah, no. <laughs> to be to be down four to hit the three, and and they can say well, that was a foul. Yeah, the dude just clobbered great. Like it, it was, you know. And we we show our guys end of game situations like that. And uh sorry I'm out of breath walking up these stairs. Yeah, I but know, uh right? <laughs> you know, like even before Greg Shot those free throws, you know, he's had his struggles and I just said, Man, you're like you're built for this. This this is why you came to play at a big boy level. And uh I mean him in the second half, he was huge, but it was it was such a team effort, you know, from Khalifa did an unbelievable job yeah. guarding Boone down there like at the, the his contest at the end of that game. Uh huge. Great in the second half, you know. Josh and Ian kept us in the game in the first half. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, Ian made all those threes, but I thought Josh's points, where he answered their buckets, where they could have been up eighteen twenty, like we played. I was shocked we were only down seven at halftime. To be honest, like we just we had no energy, no pace. Uh, so it, it's a great lesson for our guys to. You can't come out on your heels, man. You know, especially against a team like you know UNLV. But you know that's a that's a grit win, that's a culture win, that's a program win and that's a belief win. You uh turnovers were an issue in the first half. Yeah. You limit those a little bit more in the second
1: half. And yeah. I thought I thought for whatever reason, you know, look when you 18 to 22 year olds, there's going to be nights where things yeah. aren't always clicking, but it felt like as the game went on, you guys got better and better and more dialed in and more you became the aggressors as the game went on.
2: That that was the whole deal. And that's one of our deals I tell the guys all the time. The aggressor always wins. Always. Like, you have to get teams playing on their heels. If you let them punch you first and all of a sudden now you get knocked back, like, it's hard to recapture that that energy. And so, you know, it'll it'll be a great lesson for our guys. Um, you know, we did a lot of, I'm trying to think of the word, you know, not so smart things. Yeah. Um, Thanks for not getting know, me in trouble. Yeah, FCC, yeah. yeah. You know, that, and it didn't let them get the lead that they had but like you can't close out to Boone with your hand down. He's too good of a shooter you know and, and just little things like that that you know that we'll show our guys and and uh you know we'll get back after it tomorrow.
1: It would have been really easy too because every time you'd cut it to one like you cut it to one oh. and then Boone hits that straightaway three and it's four and it just feels like and, and up here I'm like oh man you know it must not be the night because every time you get one possession they push it right back and it shows the resolve of players to realize no we can still do this we can still do this and uh, by the way, props to Darius Brown because those two th- huge threes oh, down the gosh. stretch. I, I mean, mean, yeah,
2: huge. And he had he had he wasn't aggressive all night. He was aggressive a little bit with his, uh, you know, with his drive. He started getting guys shots. You know, after the first ten minutes, I thought they did a great job. And you know, and, and Luis Rodriguez, he's a tremendous defender, and he's got size. He's aggressive, and and uh, you know, I mean, I thought he was phenomenal tonight. But I thought once Darius, you know just said kind of screw it I'm just going yeah. you know, we're not running plays just go you know and that's when things you know started to change for us uh, I've
1: always you know in hindsight I always like picking coaches brains on end of game situations so you're down two with about 23 seconds left and I was wondering you know do you milk it down to the last shot or do you take a quicker shot and try to give yourself a little bit of cushion just in case you don't make it and you went with that quick shot and I, th- and I thought frankly I thought great got fouled on that one too
2: yeah, I didn't I didn't I got to watch that. I'm not sure on that one. You know, I thought Darius could have got to the rim. Yeah. Um and uh you know, but we'll take our chances with that and you know, and then they obviously got the ball, but uh we knew if we could score quick, yeah, even if we had to foul him, like we could get a couple traps, foul him, and then we'd, you know, at most it'd be a three-point lead, so then we could, you know, have still have 12, 13 seconds to shoot a three.
1: Um overall though, again, we always joke about this you get big emotional wins and you get rewarded with having to go to the pit on Tuesday. And I don't know if you saw, but they beat San Diego state by 18.
2: Yeah. But like, that's, that's 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 the conference. Yeah. And that's what, that's what every team in this league signed up for, you know? And, uh, that's why it's, you know, one of the top leagues in the country. I mean, the Mount West is as strong as it's probably ever been. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. Like the pits, oh, it's going to be rocking. There will be 16,000 yeah. there. I mean, it's that's why you coach, and that's why you play. You know, you, you play at the big boy level.
1: Your team overall in wins against Colorado State and the win tonight, just elite from the free throw line. Um, it really, I mean, that was a, that was an issue with your team. And now it was. you guys have settled in. And this, I mean, not a huge crowd here tonight, but the weight of the world was on great awesome board. You mentioned, I mean, the guy's built for that. But to step up the line in probably two of the biggest free
2: throws he's ever shot in his collegiate career. Yeah, ever. No, no question, and uh, it's good. Like he's got to go through being in that situation, you know. And even if he would have missed it, like I'm still proud of him for you know getting in that position to yeah. do that. You're not going to make every single one of them, but you want to have a chance to. And uh, you know, but like you know, like I said, you know, he he's built for that stuff, man. He really is. I want to uh, I want to circle back on Khalifa really
1: quick though, because yeah. I don't think we can give him enough credit. This game, the San Francisco game, you have him in late moment second-half situations, critical Mm -hmm. moments. And defensively, I think that he is really starting to evolve. Obviously, his size is going to be an issue for anybody, just being out there on the court. But just watching how he's developing, he still has a long way to go. But that young man is really starting to turn into his own end.
2: Well, it is. And and the thing is, is, like, the more minutes he plays, the more comfortable he's going to be, you know, playing. And he's, he's, he's more built for Mountain West basketball than some of the teams we played in the preseason. You know, if you're playing teams that are, you know, that sometimes play five guards or five small guys, sometimes it's hard. But the one thing he can do is he can guard anybody. You know, I mean, really, he I don't mind putting him on a point guard and he can turn them full court. Like, his athleticism is incredible. And uh, like I mentioned, we don't, we don't. not first of all, we don't win the game without him. He had, he defended Boone at a tremendous level, but the very last play of the game, uh, he got switched off onto, onto their point guard, Thomas. Did a great job moving his feet and contesting late. Yeah. And... You know, I think on that last play, I think from the looks of it, I got to watch again, but it looked, I think they thought we were going to be in our 1-3-1. One, one. And because uh, when they kind of came down, they weren't they weren't just racing it up the floor. And, uh, you know, we did a good job, uh, you know, kind of changing defenses to keep them off balance tonight. You went through the zone a lot there in the second half. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. We couldn't stop them, you know. And, and even, like, they made tough shots, you know, and uh, – I mean that's what they do, you know. I mean I I had recruited Luis Rodriguez when I was at Fullerton. He's a Los Angeles kid, and I I know how good he is. Uh, I also we also recruited Jackie Johnson really hard at Montana State, and I I was hoping they didn't remember. You know I I was like I hope they don't know I'm at Utah State because those two jokers man played their butts off today, and you know they just do what they do. Yeah. You know they knock down shots, but yeah I mean we led for the for the best 8.9 <laughs> seconds or whatever it was, baby. Coach, you can win all different kinds of ways, man. Yeah, you bet. Congratulations. Go Aggies. There you go. We'll see you in the pit.
1: There he is, Danny Sprinkle. Utah State gets the W, and we're going to hand the uh, reins run over to Great Ossabor, who, again, man of the hour, no doubt about it. What a game tonight. Utah State gets it done, and, uh, yep, throw that on there. Let's, let's chat about this one. All right. You know what, when you're, uh, when you're growing up, and I don't know if you had a rim in your backyard, I don't know what your situation was there in England, but when you're shooting hoops and you go in your mind, you're like, I'm pretending I'm down one late seconds and I have to shoot free throws to win the game. You live that life tonight. You step up to the line. What's, what's going through your mind when you're, when you're down one with two free
3: throws? Man, I ain't going to lie. I was, I, was, I was a little bit, I was like, wow, first of all, I'm happy the refs saw it because I I was going to crash the glass regardless. And there was a lot of content on that box out. So I got to the line. Then they called the timeout. And I think that low key helped me more because it helped me calm down. And I was like, And coach said, yeah, you're built for this. And then all my teammates were like, take us home one. (sighs) And I went to the line, took a deep breath, said a little quick prayer and shot them two free throws the same way I shot the first time.
1: Does it does it make you feel a little bit better when the first one goes? Oh, for sure. It makes the Absolutely. second one easier.
3: Because <laughs> if you make the first one in that situation, you're like, okay, at least we're going to overtime. Yeah. And then either way, the way the momentum was going, it would have been fine. But we wanted to go home. So
1: So walk us through Darius Brown, hoist the three, and then you're getting positioned. And then I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on the ball. But then I look down and I see you down on the ground. And then I hear the whistle. But
3: kind of walk us through what happened there. Where did he get you? So, it was more like a full body check, to be honest. But, I mean, it's a physical sport. You box people out. A lot of the time it doesn't get caught. But in that situation, I'm just glad the refs saw it. Because you box people out that way all the time. People box you out. You box people out. But you, a lot of the time it's not really a box out, It's just more of a tackle. So I angle out, I was a little bit off balance. And the way he pushed me, I fell. And I'm glad the ref saw it. So You had, I believe, only four points at halftime.
1: Yeah. And then... You pour it on in the second half. You guys didn't play your best in the first half, offense, defensively. What was the message at halftime to really get you guys going?
3: So all the team, I was, I was a little bit down in there, but credit to all our freshmen especially. They were like, we go as you go, you know, like you are an energy guy. You are a leader. And I felt it my responsibility, like, okay, I need to pick this up if for everyone, for the guys, because these are my brothers, you know. I was like, okay. Let me turn up a little bit, like regardless of my scoring or the layoffs or whatever, what I can control is my energy, and I felt like I went out there the second half and just had fun, yeah, and I feel like when you play and have fun, the game rewards you
1: you uh you
3: know the history of
1: this arena, mm. you know that this is a can be a very difficult place to play um, What do you take away from a game like this, where you're able to win a game in a hostile environment, going into probably one of the most hostile places you 'll play all year coming up on Tuesday? <laughs>
3: It shows the character of our team, you know. Everyone believed, everyone stayed together, we stayed connected, we stayed with one another. We are like, okay, regardless of the situation, we ain't going to turn on each other. We're going to keep playing. And it shows what our team is made of, all them hard practices we go through for situations like this. And then for the ones coming up on Tuesday. So we're, just, we're taking it game by time, you know. How important was Ian in that first half especially? He's awesome. If we don't have Ian, we're down twenty. They're, they're an amazing they're an amazing offensive team. They have so many weapons. Wanna give them a big shout out too. And uh, like all credit to their team. Uh, Ian Ian and Josh especially, them two. Like they kept us afloat. Like every time they made a shot, Ian would come down, hit a tough three, or Josh would make a tough shot. And them too, like made the game stay within reach instead of letting it get out of hand. Seen a replay of Ian's dunk yet? I have the windmill? Oh, bro! Ian made that windmill, and I was in shock. I was like, I looked at the scoreboard. I was like, okay, we're down seven. I know it's the game's still going on. What's he doing? Like, I was like, wow! And and then even one of the UNLV players was like, he's crazy. Because <laughs> I was looking, I saw that, and I looked over at Danny, and I was like. Oh, I don't know. Because if that thing, if he misses that, oh, all, all hell's gonna break oh, loose. It's done. If, we might forget. Forget going back tonight. Forget going back tonight. We might be running the sprint right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you guys are getting all the accolades. You're doing a
1: bunch of interviews. National Player of the Year or Player of the Week. Uh, Mountain West Player of the Week. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of attention on you guys with this winning streak. Mm-hmm. How are you able to kind of like fo- filter out all the noise and and still focus on? on on making sure you're playing well
3: we don't we don't talk about it you know well i'm that's, sorry for asking i guess no that's no, it's <laughs> not, <laughs> no that's fine yeah, unless you someone asks about yeah, it yeah, we don't yeah. really talk about it but as coach Spring has trademarked and everyone's caught on to now rent is you yeah you know every single day you got to pay your dues. so we will enjoy it till midnight luckily this was an afternoon game so we yeah. have a lot more time we'll enjoy it till midnight we'll turn the page tomorrow and get ready for new mexico great team coming up on tuesday Great. Congratulations, man. Thank you of a game. Much. Uh You deserve it, and it was fun
1: being able to see you knock down those free throws because I don't – I mean, I'm going to go – you know, I'll, I don't think – have you shot bigger free throws than that in your college career? No, at this level, no. I'm um, thankful
3: glad I made them. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks. Hey, Appreciate safe it. trips back. We'll see you in thank the pit. Thank you very much. See you.
1: There he is. Great, Asivore. Aggies get it done. Final tonight, 87-86. Not exactly sure how, but Aggies are walking out of here with a win, and that's your Everlight Solar Player of the Game – great Ossobor. Hey, that conversation with Danny Sprinkle and great also brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club, your club, your results, and your life. We'll take one final break and wrap this thing up next as the Aggies still won in Las Vegas on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. Aggie basketball from Learfield. Utah State wins 87-86. to 86. Aggies now 16-1 and one on the season in a crazy, improbable, what-the-heck-just-happened kind of game tonight as Utah State gets it and moves on. Hey, survive in advance, I guess. You'll take it as Utah State uh, gets that win. All right, big thanks to great Osabor, Big thanks to Danny Sprinkle, everyone else who helped us on tonight's broadcast as... Uh, Utah State will take that 15-game winning streak into the pit. And, yeah, as you look at the final score on that one, I want to make sure I got this right, 88-70, to 70, New Mexico knocks off San Diego State. So uh, Aggies are walking into a bit of a hornet's nest with the Lobos flying high after that game. Uh, also going on as we speak, Fresno State leading Wyoming 52-45 to 45, uh, midway through the second half in that game. But, uh, and then one other game coming up later on tonight. San Jose State will be at Air Force. Yeah, if you need something for insomnia, that might be the game you want to watch a little bit later on tonight. All right, Christian Esparza back in studio. Big thanks to him. Big thanks to everyone else. Utah State steals one on the road, and I feel pretty comfortable saying that. They stole it for sure, but hey, guess what? doesn't matter. A win's a win. And Utah State has ratcheted up 15 of them in a row. And now the 16-1 and one Aggies get set for a showdown in the pit coming up on Tuesday. Big thanks for everyone who helped us out. And uh, big thanks for you for listening. Aggies win and move on. You're listening to Aggie basketball from Learfield.
0: On the Aggie Sports Network, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Rubies, home of the Aggie Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, reach your financial goals faster. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Beaver Mountain, come ski the Bee. Smith's, proud partner of Utah State Athletics. Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank. For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zion's Bank is for you. Stokes. Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. And by Ford. Build Ford Proud. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggie Sports Network.